With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warmer from below. Welcome to Wampy Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. Here in segment number one, we are actually going to be joined by Justin Perry. I'm going to do the little bit of a recap from game one first. Since we've got shorter podcasts, I'm going to cut down on a commercial break and just do the guest interview here in segment number one as this is a podcast that is brought to you by limited interruption by DraftKings Info. Yes, I'm Prop 27, Prop 27. That is trying to get California's online-enabled sports bet, much like over half the country is able to. You go to cities like out here in lovely Las Vegas, New York City, Boston, list goes on and on. You're able to sports bet there online, but you're not able to in California. And Prop 27, we're going to change that. And Justin Perry going to be looking for some great angles here in the World Series. We did this interview before Game 2 went final, but we're going to get his thoughts as things shift back to Philadelphia, what we can expect to see in terms of bats, how much the weather is going to be playing a little bit of a factor in terms of the totals that we're going to be seeing these next few games of the World Series as well. And then, since we do now have set starters for Game 3 of the World Series, I was not sure during that interview if we were or were not going to get confirmed starters, but it's going to be Lance McCullers Jr. versus Noah Thor Syndergaard. I'm going to give you guys my initial handicap for Game 3 of the World Series, which will be Monday and a little something like to call Touch Mall. I will settle on my DK Nation pick tomorrow and share that on the podcast tomorrow because this line is going to move a little bit. Would not want to write it up right now. And then you guys wake up Monday morning and all of a sudden the money line is like 20 cents off or the total 
total is one up, one down, something like that. So I will give out the Deacon Nation pick tomorrow, but that said, I'll give you guys my initial handicap here on the show in segment number two. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at JNRSquarty1. Keep in mind, letters M. They mean does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, that is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five star review. All the questions in my timeline were involving what in the role was happening with Farmer Valdez, changing cleats, changing gloves, everything like that. So let's dive into what we all saw in game two and. Recap what was a relatively bad beat if you took the DK and Asia pick of the under, although it's not a beat, it's technically a push, but still, relatively tough one. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. 5-2 to two the final. Old Billy Buckner came out as there was an error in the ninth inning that took the under from being a win to being a push as Yuli Gurriel, he made like our good friend Bill Buckner in that one, and for the overbatters, by the way, it looked like Kyle Schwarber had a home run twice in his final at-bat of the game, and that turned out to be a little bit snake eyes, but 5-2. to two. The Houston Astros nod things up as they go to Philadelphia. As for the Phillies, Zach Whelan and Dylan Wheeler, he was not Whelan and Dylan. He gives up five runs, four of which were earned. Now, Omando Sosa had a pretty bad throwing error in the first inning that did cost him quite a bit, but clearly not sharp. Three walks in this one. I will say, bullpen pitch well. Andrew Bellotti, Connor Brogdon, Brad Hand, they'll deliver a scoreless setting, but for the Philadelphia Phillies, they do go 0 of 7 with Ben in scoring position, and for the Houston Astros, they were able to get some sparks flying with Alex Bregman coming up with a home run in the fifth inning. His second home run, and I believe now his last four games, so he's been able to do a solid job of being able to put runs up on the board. And from Valdez, say what you will about these switcheroonies with regards to a glove, everything like that. Might there have been a foreign substance? There might have been. I'm not going to say that there wasn't one. With that said, he was still absolutely dialed in in this one. He did walk three and six and a third innings, but gave up just one run. Rafael Montero, one and two-thirds innings. Squirrels, and then Ryan Presley. He pitched well. There was just that error that had him give up an under run in the ninth inning. It costed us the under, but that said, Houston able to bounce back in a big way. And Jose Altuve, a big game in this one as well. He had had three hits in the postseason prior to World Series Game 1, so he had four in total entering into Saturday night. He had three in this one, so he was able to bust out of that funk and then Bregman with a big hit being able to get that home run. So that's what we saw in Game 2 of the World Series. Now let's chat with Justin Perry as he does a great job over there at Shock Quality Bets. We did the interview a little bit before as we were doing this during the World Series, so I'll let you hear right about now. This is the man that is joining me all year long on this podcast. Does an amazing job handicapping a little bit of everything. College basketball, football, baseball, you name it, he does it. And you're able to follow him on Twitter at Justin Perry. Last name is spelled P-E-R-R-I. And then the number eight all together. And Justin, it is always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hey, what's up, Greg? Always a pleasure to be here with you. Excited to talk a little World Series baseball. We get some November baseball coming up soon. It is one of the best times in sports all year. I love this whole 
little countdown to college basketball. We got NFL at, you know, the height of the season. And, of course, baseball just uh, coming together with the fall classic. It's It's been great. So excited to chat, though. I am excited as well. And when it comes down to it, we know that at the very worst, the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be returning to Philadelphia tied up one-to-one. It could be a case in which they take both. I actually think that Zach Wheeler has a good shot of pulling out game two. We are doing this just before the start of game two, so we have no idea how that fared. But at minimum, Philadelphia is going to be heading back home with a split. And I do think that that makes it so intriguing as to what we're going to be seeing in game three. Because my biggest takeaway from the series as far is that you did have Ranger Suarez come out of the bullpen in game one. who I'm sure everyone was thinking was going to be that game three starter. So it leads to a big question of what do the Phillies do when they return to Philadelphia? Because you sort of thought that Noah Thor Syndergaard was going to be that game four starter. Does he perhaps go up to game three and then they push back Ranger Suarez to game four? Do they stick with Suarez and make it sort of a bullpen game de jour or something like that? I think that that's a big question mark for the Phillies because it was very clear that when they were in Houston, they sold out to try to get at the very minimum one win going back to Philadelphia. And, you know, I would say that's the right play. You want to lock that win in, right? Like, there's a lot less pressure on them tonight. There is no case in which they're going with their backs against the wall. They get to play a little bit of a looser baseball. They're the underdogs. Again, no one has them winning, but they took they, they took the first game against the guy everyone said was going to be the best pitcher. We all know Verlander in the World Series. We talked about it Wednesday night, Greg. I mean, it hasn't been great. He gave up a couple. He, you know, let them back into that game. I only wish I just told people to take them down five runs. But I think that you probably do see Syndergaard coming out for game three. That's what I would expect. It feels like it's the right call. Uh, You could maybe have Ranger Suarez pitch in that game maybe as well in a similar way. And then they throw a bullpen game in in game four I'm not really sure I'm that's why I'm not the manager of a big league ball club but I I do think that this is probably going to be a a pretty good opportunity for Syndergaard and what he pitched on the 22nd I think against the Padres was his last outing game four Uh, that was already about seven eight nine days ago so rest isn't really a problem moving him up I would expect the same thing for for Ranger it's not like you know facing what two batters last night is really going to make him on a Available to go four or five innings of, of legitimate work. Now, let's be honest about Ranger Suarez. I think that was smart to use him last night in that situation because this Astros team does hit lefties very well. He could be in for a tough meeting with this team if forced to face this lineup through twice. You know, I could see him getting through the rotation once and getting pulled and that being more than enough from this team that can sort of deploy him as like a utility pitcher in spots where they need the lefty. I don't know. We'll have to see what comes up. But I don't know. What do you think they should do, Greg? It's a lot of speculation right now, right? We don't have the pitcher listed. We don't really know what's going to be going on with who's available fully. So a lot of guesswork, but it's fun. I tend to think that the Astros will have an advantage in game three and take back home field quickly. Yep, I agree. I do think that... For the Astros, as strange as it sounds, they might be in a better position for victory in Game 3 and Game 4 than they were in Games 1 and 2 because they won't have to go up against Aaron Nolan. They won't have to go up against Zach Wheeler, and there's a big fall from there with the Phillies, whereas I do think that with the Astros, there's lots of a fall. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Justin Perry, who does a terrific job over at Shot Quality Bets because we know that it's most likely going to be Christian Avier and Lance McCullers going in Game 3 and Game 4, and if we think that it's going to be Rangers Suarez and Noah Thor Syndergaard going at it, and I do think that it probably will be that in some order. I wouldn't be surprised 
if we see Suarez now go in game four. And as a matter of fact, I think that that would be the correct move. But for the Phillies, they're probably not going to get a whole bunch of length out of either of those guys. Meanwhile, Javier, along with Lance McCullers Jr., have already proven that they're able to give deep starts here in the postseason. I think that's a big question for the Philadelphia Phillies. What are you going to be able to get out of some of these longer relievers? Because they're probably going to need to go to some like a Nick Nelson and or gasp Kyle Gibson at some point when they're in Philadelphia and that's not a situation that you want to find yourself in that would be pretty rough and if that's what the Phillies to hang their hat on in the postseason they better be ready to take you know what comes to them with it that is not really the caliber you'd expect at this time in the year what we've seen Gibson throw but you know I think that we're seeing a lot of maybe why the Phillies were such a really solid pick in game one because the pitching matchups in three and four. This is where the Astros have the advantage over almost every club in the sport. Having guys like Javier, who has just shown his chops, I mean, what, he threw that eight-inning gem, right, against the Yankees, and then, you know, McCullers has shown time and time again that he has nasty stuff, can give you the innings, and so you have four guys for this team that can eat up six-plus innings, and then a bullpen that comes in that doesn't have to carry all of that weight it doesn't have to face the opposing top lineup so much. You know, eventually, the Phillies' bullpen will give up runs to this Astros team. They will. And we saw all the scoring come in bunches in Game 1 from the Astros. So they did a good job. I don't know what it's going to take to give, but the Phillies' bullpen is one that will eventually succumb to the pressures of this Astros team because they just are so solid one through seven. I mean, you saw Kyle Tucker. He does it every year. He looks like he could be the three-hitter on any team in baseball. And the Astros bat him at the end of the order. It's because they're stacked. They play smart ball, man. It's going to be tough. I don't hate the Astros coming back and taking all three in Philly because they have the advantage in the pitching at the end of the rotation. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think that the biggest issue that the Astros might have of taking three in Philadelphia might be that guy in Justin Verlander that we saw in game one not get the job done. It's Justin Perry is joining me on the podcast because unless if the Astros get swept, and I really don't think that we're going to see the Astros get swept, we are going to be seeing at some point Justin Verlander go out there for a game five. And I do ultimately think that out of the three games that we would be seeing in Philadelphia, that would probably be the game that I would be making the Phillies perhaps the biggest favorite in because I would honestly trust in someone like Lance McCullers Jr. against Noah Thor Syndergaard a little bit more than I'd be trusting at this point Justin Verlander who he had that really bad start against the Mariners. You may recall in that start against the Yankees, he only gave up one run, but he did not look good early on in that start as well. No. He had men on second and third with no outs or one out or something like that somehow got out of that. And, man, I take a look at Justin Verlander and him against Zach Wheeler. It is him against Aaron Nola. I think that it's advantage Aaron Nola at this point. I was at the Yankee game when, you know, the Yankees looked like that. So that was pretty gross. Nonetheless, I think what we have to do here with this advantage for the Astros is, you know, see it for what it is in that the Phillies need to win behind their aces. They do not have the same chance. And that's why the plus 150 or whatever closed in game one is probably not a price you're going to see again in this series. If Nola or Wheeler are on the mound, I don't think we're getting close to plus 150 again. I understand that it's Justin Verlander, but people are going to be a little worried. I would expect him to bounce back, though, honestly. I mean, he had a pretty good start. He just kind of, you know, lost a little bit at the end there. I I would expect him to maybe have a shorter leash 
the second time through. Game fives usually have a lot of uh, deciding power. Right, you take that lead; it can easily be decided in six games, or it's over. I think Game Five is going to be huge. It's going to be all on the shoulders of Verlander to really make that rebound, because it very, very easily could be two to two. I think at this point, that's what you have to expect it to be in Game Five, knowing that it's one zero following Game One for the Phillies. You would expect the Astros to win two out of three. That's what the odds would probably tell you would happen most times. So I expect the two two Game Five, where the winner of Game Five probably ends up. Winning in game six uh i did like the six game prop for the series i don't see game seven happening there will be like an advantage here for someone at some point if the astros can go in one one and take game three in philadelphia it's right back into their palms right like that's all they really need they need two wins and they need to come home they could be down three to two and be okay it's going to be fascinating though this is going to be a great series i love i love when we get a start with the underdog taking the first game, you get that twist instantly. It's a whole shift. You don't have the favorite up 1-0 feeling like, oh, man, they're going to do it. They're going to win. Like, the Vegas was right. Like, we got a little bit of a story here, man. So I'm really excited. I like this Phillies team. Betting on them to score and win, it has been super correlated, right? So if you're going to be behind the Phillies at any time in the rest of this series, I would definitely be looking at it with them to go over their team totals. They're not winning a lot of close games, Greg. And I don't know if you see the same thing that I've seen the entire postseason, but when Philly wins, they win with a bang. And you can make money on that by, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to get them to win and score four plus, right? More than just a money line. And it's been pretty profitable for me. In the series, you will see the Astros have the benefit of an under. Like if it's a low scoring game, the Astros probably have the edge. And then if there's a lot of runs coming in from both sides, Phillies are probably scoring more in that type of scenario to me. But we'll see. That's just my take. I'm excited to see how it unfolds. And in terms of the scoring as well, as Justin Perry, he does a great job over there at Chalk Quality Bets is joining me on the podcast. Do you think that we could see a high scoring next few days out there in Philadelphia? Because I certainly do think so, because I mentioned it. Phillies are probably going to be having to go to guys like Nick Nelson, Kyle Gibson to be able to fill some innings if it is indeed Rangers, Suarez, and North or Syndergaard, who I don't think either of those guys are really going to be able to give you more than five-plus innings. And I do think that just based on the attrition, we could see things be quite high-scoring when they go back to Philly. Yeah, it's going to be definitely a little bit interesting in Philadelphia to see how some of the weather effects can play in. You never know what the weather's going to be like out there. I'm actually taking a peek right now. It looks like it should be a pretty solid week. It doesn't look like it's going to get too cold. Some of the evenings might be a little chilly, but if it does get cold, I would be looking to those unders. I think you got to be ready for it. Coming from like nice, warm Houston, going into that cold Philly air, I just think you could see the pitchers get a little bit of an edge. Some of those breaking balls, you know, get a little bit, uh, you know, more zip. We'll see how it ends up going, but I could see the games getting a little bit more towards those fall classic scores of three to two when we get to Philly uh, versus like that warm weather Houston five to five type of thing that we might see for these big offenses. But time will tell. I love how, you know, environment impacts this game. It's really cool. I always go and study up uh, on the visual memory index stuff that is put out by some of the people who track, you know, the way players change their like vision of the ball when they go to different climates because of how the ball breaks in different 
densities of air. Like, it, it actually matters. It's kind of crazy. But uh, it's part of why the Rockies have such a hard time going on the road, actually. And uh, it's fascinating. But nonetheless, we'll see how they do. I think it's going to be a really, really interesting bit of, of baseball fun because the Phillies haven't had the World Series there in a long time. And, and they're a baseball city. I know the tickets are crazy expensive. I heard like $1,100 to get into the game. City loves its sports teams. I would love to see Philly do it. You know I need some revenge for my Yankees. But I don't know. If the Astros do it, do we get the Yankees blowing up? I'm not trying to have a Yankees chat, but I want that. I don't know. Nonetheless, I hope that we get some good October-November baseball here in Philadelphia. Oh, I think that we are going to be getting some, and we always get in great insights whenever you join this podcast, Justin. You do amazing work, and I know you were talking about environments, and I know you're busy at work taking a look at college basketball environments for that upcoming season as well over there at Chalk Quality Bet. So love to get people at home. Know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media to other platforms. Oh, thank you so much, Greg. I'm, I'm so excited about this college basketball season. I have teamed up with some of the great people, the data scientists at Shot Quality Bets, to help create some really cool tools, enhance some of their projection systems, and create a better home for data-oriented gamblers to use predictive data instead of, like, results. We get so caught up on results and, oh, this team won by 20 but basketball is so lucky at heart right bad shots go in terrible shots go in and really good shots miss all the time but we're trying to fix that over at shot quality you can follow us at shot quality bets on twitter and we'll have a lot of cool stuff coming in the next couple days couple weeks a lot of free trials demos to some of the powerful tools create your own model without learning how to code so some really cool stuff always appreciate the chance to talk about it greg looking forward to having some of the college basketball conversations we had a little convo about that that baylor game that's coming up it's going to be a 40 point line it's going to be a good time It certainly is going to be, and we shall see how things are going to be going as we've seen some scrimmages that have been murky over the last few days in college basketball. Nine days from now, we are going to be having the action back in our lives. I know that our good friend Justin is very excited about that, and I am very excited as well. But before we get there, we're going to have a tremendous World Series. I know that Justin is doing an amazing job of handicapping that. A big thanks to Justin for joining me right here on the Baseball Bank Show, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast coming up next. We don't necessarily know fully what we're going to be getting in Game 3 of the World Series since that is going to be played on Monday, but I'll give you guys a little bit of an overview and sort of my expectations next here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. 
It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. 
Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Big thanks to Justin Perry of Shock Quality Bets for joining me in the last segment. He has joined me all throughout on this podcast throughout the season, and he always delivers great insights. So it was wonderful to have him aboard. The reason why I said that we were going to be going through all the scenarios with Game 3 is that I didn't know that we were going to get these set starters like we do. So that makes things even easier for this handicap as I give you picks and analysis for Game 3 of the World Series here and a little something I like to call Touch Em All. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNRS41, and I will give you guys a DK Nation pick on this podcast tomorrow because I'm sure that these numbers are going to move a little bit from these initial openers. I am doing this right around 9.30 p.m. Pacific time, so these numbers they have not been up for very long at all. They've been up for less than an hour, so got to figure that we're going to see a little bit of movement as it is 9.55, 9.56 on the betting board. The Philadelphia Phillies playoffs to the Houston Astros. Lance McCullers Jr. is going to be going for Houston, and Northrop Syndergaard is going to be going for the Phillies. And with the Phillies, they are underdogs of between plus 105 and plus 117, between minus 120 and minus 128. The number on Houston, it is the total of the unders anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115. The over is between minus 105 and minus 110. And with Houston, I did make them the minus 136 favorite in this spot. I'm going to be willing to pack them as long as this number holds up now for Lance McCullers Jr. Not so sharp in his last start against the New York Yankees. Gives up four runs, three of which were earned. And if you took a look at his fielding independent in comparison to his ERA during the regular season, you did see that because of the walks he was giving up during the regular season, right around four walks per nine innings set. His fielding independent was more than a full point higher than his ERA, which turned out to be right in the realm of about a 227, but he's really worked on the walks recently. He has went a combined 24 innings in his last four starts, giving up one or two walks in every one of them. So that is something that you do like to see. The strikeout numbers, they certainly have been for, there for him. He has been able to get right around 10 strikeouts per nine innings. Meanwhile, for Noah Thor Syndergaard, he got relegated to the bullpen here in the postseason, was able to pitch three innings in one of their bigger games against the Atlanta Braves. I think that that was sort of a start then he did, and then against the San Diego Padres, he comes out of the bullpen because Bailey Falter gets that start. So I do really question where his length is going to be in this one, and you got to figure that Noah Thor Syndergaard probably going to go maybe four innings. I'm not thinking that you're going to get a full five out of him, which means that you then have to rely upon Nick Nelson, who he has been added to this roster instead of Bailey Falter. He, during the regular season, wasn't like the world's worst pitcher or anything like that, but you'd like to see a little bit more from a guy like a Nick Nelson. He provided about a four-plus ERA during the regular season. Then you're probably going to need to be relying upon Kyle Gibson, perhaps, as well. And boy... 
He had a north of a 5 ERA during the regular season. Not too terrific. And for Thor, when he has been away from the state of California, north of a 4-5 ERA thus far this season, I do think that there's going to be runs up on the board. Now, in Philadelphia, it's going to be cooler than it was in Houston. I'm taking a look at the forecast right now, and it seems like you're going to be getting like high 50s during the nighttime. So balls that will be flying out during the summer, they're a little bit less likely to do so here. But when it comes to this Philadelphia Phillies team, you do have a very, very hot bet in Bryce Harper hitting a 400 here in the postseason. Five home runs. He certainly has been able to do his work. And Reese Hoskins has five home runs during the postseason as well. Now, among his nine hits here in the postseason, five of them are home runs, which it's, you'd like to see him be able to move the line a little bit more. But that said, you do like that. Now, when it comes to the bottom of the fold, some of these guys do need to pick it up. Gene Segura, Alec Bohm, Nick Cassianos, Hoskins, who I mentioned a little bit before, Kyle Schwarber. These guys are all inning at 230 or lower during the postseason. Schwarber, as we know, though, he's able to go deep at any given time. And for the Houston Astros, this bunch has really been able to rack up the runs. They have scored at least five runs in now each out of their last four games. And for that matter, they have been able to put up four-plus runs at all but three of their postseason games thus far. So, doing a nice job on that front. Jordan Alvarez, he had a nice hit in game number two. It looks like he's busting out of his funk. He scored multiple runs in that game. Yoli Gurriel has really been good here in the postseason. He's inning above a 350. Chaz McCormick has been able to move the line at the bottom of the fold. Jeremy Pena, he has been able to supply a trio of home runs. Not necessarily the world's greatest game two from, but Alex Bregman. Trio of home runs here in the postseason. And finally, Jose Altuve is busted out of his funk. He gets three hits in game two. He had been four of 37 entering into game two. So, I think that's exactly what the team needed to get going. And heck, even someone like Martin Maldonado has been able to move the line a little bit. Now for the Houston Astros, best bullpen in terms of ERA in the big leagues, both in the regular season and the postseason. A sub-one bullpen ERA here in the postseason. Guys like Rafael Montero, Brian Abreu, they have all been able to do a rock-solid job for this bullpen. Ryan Presley in the ninth inning has been solid. Hector Neris, he was a little bit up and down during the regular season. During the postseason, he has been solid. And if the Phillies are able to really clear those first six innings, I do like what I have seen recently out of guys like Sir Anthony Dominguez. Dominguez is really the big cog for the team. Sub-3 ERA during the regular season, and part of that was because he was on the injured list, or also probably would have been a sub-2 ERA, because coming back, he was a little bit rough there. Jose Alvarado, towards back half of the season, has been able to pitch solid. Now, David Robertson, a little bit more intermiss. He has been acting up in terms of his command a little bit in the postseason, but... Still provided about a 250 ERA during the regular season. Hasn't really given up runs here in the postseason. And I know that Brad Hand is much maligned for what happened in that series against San Diego. But still a relatively solid arm. I just have my big time question marks with Noah Syndergaard and whoever is going to be following him. Lance McCullers Jr. A little bit up and down as well. So I set my total at an 8.1. Seeing the 8 that we are getting, I'm going to be taking a look at and over. And with the Astros, one to lay up to a minus 136 with them. Like I said, I'll have the DK Nation pick for this game tomorrow on the podcast and that will wrap things up for this podcast as I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the remainder of the baseball season and if you do like hearing from this fine podcast baseball betting show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, want to have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we'll fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNRS41. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline and the other way that is fine in Apple Podcasts Review. If you rate this podcast five stars it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And a big thanks once again to Justin Berry of Shot Quality Bets for joining me in the last segment. I will be coming at you guys once again on this podcast tomorrow. So thank you so much for tuning in.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.